The Chicago Bears fall to 0-2 after losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Florida 27-17 and now face at the other end of the barrel the defending Super Bowl champions and 0-3. And we're here to break it all down on the Sports Cubicle. It's Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. And a lot to get into before we get into the future of this Bears team, kind of our major thoughts, the macro of what's going on at Hallis Hall. Here are some things that I think we need to keep an eye out. We need to highlight before we start breaking some of this down. On the Bears side, Justin Fields goes 60 for 29, 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, one back-breaking one after a phenomenal drive by number one. On the rushing department, Khalil Herbert, seven rushes for 35 yards. Roshan Johnson, the rookie from Texas, a standout, a lot of hype if you're a fantasy player. Four attempts, 32 yards, really explosive. Some stuff that kind of caught us a little bit off guard. DJ Moore, we knew was going to get it targeted, and he sure did. Six receptions, 104 yards. The average, 17 yards per catch. So a kind of the bright spot, and we're going to get into that in a second. Cole Komet goes for four receptions, 38 yards. Chase Claypool, three receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. A very interesting story that we'll be breaking down that in just a moment as well. And really fast, Baker Mayfield, 26 for 34, 317 yards, and a touchdown. Rashad White goes for 17 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Evans, six receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Godwin. Five receptions and 58 yards, and the list goes on and on. Marver, before I throw it to you, it to me is still dumbfounded. It's so Chicago Bears. You have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, a clean slate at head coach. You have a new person in charge, and what do you do? You hire a defensive coordinator to be your head coach, and what's the outcome of that? Your defense sucks. Marver, what did you <laughs> see today? Let's see. Well, uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Green Bay doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore, and Tampa Bay doesn't have Brady anymore, but the results is the same. <laughs> it was good to see DJ Moore come out of semi-retirement today. He had the 64 yards on the first two catches with a tremendous drive that led to the field's run for the touchdown, and things were looking bright. But sort of fields, I believe, had seven in a row, incomplete passes shortly thereafter, came back to life a little bit, with the touchdown to Claypool. And it looked like they had a, a, a possible chance until the back-breaking interception when they were only down by three, and, and that was it, pretty much, And because uh, it, it was a pick six. But all in all, there were some positives. Unfortunately, their next opponent is going to exploit all their weaknesses. Among and those, uh, I think we can get into the positive in a second, but like, let's because the positives, I think, are what you and I like to target when we're doing these these post games when we're doing these conversations because we understand it's easier said than done. But I think the interesting part about all this is we're on DEFCON 9 already. Like, it's the second week of the season going into week three. You've already lost the week that you were hoping the most that you were going to be done with the Green Bay curse. And it looks like, at the very least, they have a starting quarterback in the NFL. And you let Baker Mayfield go off for uh, against you. And the big thing is, is you don't have a Jaquan Brisker, or at least he gets hurt during the game. You lose Kyle Gordon. You lost Eddie Jackson. This is a defense that was already broken down and wasn't good to begin with. Listen to some of these numbers, Marvelous. Passing yards, 169 for the Bears, 317 for Tampa Bay, like we spoke about. But big thing, first downs, 
19 first downs, 14 for the Bears. Third down efficiency, 8 for 15 for Tampa Bay, 6 for 13 for Chicago. Penalties, you had Tampa Bay have 7 penalties for 54 yards. But the time of possession, 35 minutes for Tampa Bay, 24 for Chicago, 2 interceptions, and a devotion unlike any other religion we've ever seen, of Luke Getze calling screenplays. Look, at I don't... It, the, the weirdness of the more things change, the more they seem the same, is becoming maddening. How many coaching staffs have to have the same exact playbook? Have to have the same kind of mindset? Have to have the big enough egos that they can't adjust their offense to what we've seen works in the NFL? Marvelous, throughout this entire game, what was the only thing that seemed to work for this offense? Attacking downfield... Playing like a modern-day offense, right? And every right. time they would have a stagnant run, a, a, a drive that just ended, was with these damn screenplays. <laughs> I don't understand this fixation. You're not Kansas City. You're not the Dolphins. You're not San Francisco. You do have talent on this team. We saw the utilization of a DJ Moore and a Chase Claypool. But you're not catering these offense. And unfortunately for Justin, and fortunately, depending on where you're at as a Bears fan, the coaching staff, they're all, all their jobs are on the line right now. And after two weeks, they have not made any adjustments. What did you see besides the drive before the back-breaking interception and the DJ Moore targeting drive? Yeah. What else did you see change from week one against Green Bay to week two against Tampa Bay? Well, there was a little bit more of a flow at a couple of the drives, particularly when they, they were successful, obviously. But there's some things that they don't do. I mean, they I don't know if the NFL forbids it, but I mean, they could shake things up with a play action, a draw play, or even an end around to open up the receivers to make it so that, you know, you freeze the backs a little bit, and the, you know, linebackers and the defensive backs. So I saw no creativity, so that's not something new. But what did I see that's different? Well, I saw them that, that, that Moore actually caught a few passes, which who's the, the star receiver, obviously, and Claypool came to life a little bit. So I did see some offense on the passing scheme. In terms of the defense, I mean, again, it's a, I, I can't say that I saw anything different. They lost a few of their parts that are critical, so I give them a break for that. And uh, you know, again, Mayfield is not a bum or anything, and he's you know he was able to exploit the defense to the degree that he could. And so, what was good? I mean, like I say, the flow of a cup, some of the drives, you know, it's hitting their 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 play, their, you know, their their playmaking players. That's what they need to do more of. You know, I don't know if you guys. Watched the CBS pregame show with Asaizen. Uh, he was stating all the stats for Fields, and it's it's like you know he's a pretty perceptive guy. He was a former NFL you know uh, quarterback, Super Bowl winner, and he he pretty much uh, sounded like that we they should give up on Fields based upon the stats that he recited. I was I, I didn't realize some of them. I didn't write them all down because it was pretty quick because they cover the AFC, so it was sort of like a sideline hey, about the Bears, you know, blah, blah so many sacks, you know. You know, the uh, passing percentage and this, that, and the other thing. So, I mean, we're 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 definitely committed to him, but I think some of the experts uh, think that we might want to uh, go in a different direction. And we're not going to do it in the middle of the season, obviously. And and uh, so I'm not, you know, waving the white flag. But it appears to me as though there there were some differences, but not enough to be a you know contending Super Bowl team in the NFL which is the goal obviously we are breaking it all down here on the sports cubicle as the Chicago Bears fall to 0-2 after going to Florida and losing to Tampa Bay 27 
to 17. We're here on the Sports Cube. We'll go breaking it down. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. We're on YouTube at the Sports Cubicle or just search us at Sports from the Couch. And of course, check out the entire episode on WCPT 820's SoundCloud. Marvelous, I want to talk about some tweets, some things I saw from the journalists here in Chicago. And I'd argue Chicago sports journalism is arguably the best in the nation. Chicago Bears beat is arguably the best beat because of, uh, I think they're not as gross or as negligent or as prying as like, let's say the New York, Philadelphia, Boston. I think there's a little bit more fairness in the Chicago one. So this is what people were tweeting and, and, and talking about on social media. How about this one? Bears run the screen one too many times. Bucks were ready and jumped on it. And then Layla Rahimi, obviously from here in Chicago, 670 the score and NBC sports. Shaq Barrett tried to tell you the play before. And it keeps going on from this one. This is from Kevin Fishbane. Bucks 27, Bears 17. The offense gave up 10 QB hits and six sacks. The defense had one QB hit and zero sacks. Bears are now 0 and 2. And it goes on and on. And we'll see what Kyle Brandt has to say about this on, on the NFL Network. Some interesting news as we're recording this. It is also official. The whole division has decided to give up today because uh, the Lions have fallen. The Vikings have fallen. So we are waiting to see how this all shakes out for week three. But marvelous. It's it's not it's not just out of town stupid. Local right. people who are watching this every day see the problem with this team. And while I believe Justin Fields is talented, while I believe in the right situation, he's going to make magic in the NFL. He's going to have a long career. I saw how Buffalo before Dayball moved to New York. I've seen how Baltimore, how Philadelphia, how Jacksonville, how Indianapolis before Richardson left with a concussion, how these other organizations, hell, even Arizona, Brock Purdy could be in, in the MVP conversation. Are these guys more talented than Justin Fields? Like by that much? Are we talking about Jamarcus Russell here now? Like, are we talking about that level of a bum? No, like we're not. So the fact that these other coaches, these other organizations have been able to figure it out and this team can't. And again, I go back to this. Fine. You hired a defensive minded head coach. You fired somebody who was going to be about culture, about principles. And then we have the whole Chase Claypool situation. Nate Davis, God bless him. We know there was a personal issue. There's been no transparency about that. You hired somebody that was supposed to stable the ship and supposed to be a constant in one specific spot. You were hoping that Luke Getzian and Justin Fields were going to merge into Aaron Rodgers in it, right? They don't yeah. play defense well. Jaquan Brisker had a game-changing, in the early part of this game, interception. Drop. Points on the field. They don't get to the quarterback. They don't get the ball. They don't get off the field. They bend. They don't break until they break because they can't stop the game. Because the offense can't stay on the field. What does this coaching staff do? We can blame the players all we we want. We know that they're go they're the ones who have to execute the plays. But when Luke Getzey goes up there and says, "Well, the play's designed to have twenty one yards," your play design sucks, and we've seen it for two years now. Wow, you know sometimes it's actually better to be lucky than good. You mentioned Purdy. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that. Trey Lance, you know, Garoppolo, where he was third on the depth chart at San Francisco. So maybe we'll get we'll get lucky sometime. It, I think the Bears are overdue. But uh, uh, all in all, again, it, I hate to say this, but it's looking pretty sad. I mean, we do have the great genius Sean Payton coming in, 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 in Chicago in two weeks. So 
maybe we'll be able to get a win against Denver. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's really disappointing. You know, I was I was saying before the game that there are so many ways to be depressed, <laughs> and and I, and this is just. To add on, you know, things are supposed to, sports are supposed to uplift you, you know, and take you away from your troubles. But, but this is is compounding them exponentially. Marvelous! It is. It might compound even more depending on how things end up in the desert for the Cubs and how Week Three ends up for the Bears against Kansas City. But marvelous! I'll tell you this much: when we're here next week, and I think we know what the outcome of the game is going to be, even though the NFL is weird. It's going to be fascinating to see how this fan base, where it goes. I don't know if they're ready to turn on Justin. I think yeah. we're getting close to that point because I think people are done with Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze. I think this game, unless you win, I know we have 15 more games, but unless you win, you know, eight straight right now and you just come out of nowhere and you beat Kansas City and you beat Minnesota and you beat up on Jimmy Garoppolo, this coaching staff is done. Like there is a new coaching staff coming into Chicago. You have two what could be huge draft picks. All this is on the table now, and you have all this money in the world. But I'm going to say something that I don't think we've said on the show yet. Maybe Ryan Poles isn't that good at talent evaluation in the NFL. So all that money in the world doesn't mean anything if we don't think he could spend it the right way. Marvelous, your final thoughts on week two, the Bears falling to two. Sounds like we could be we could go back to a tape of a couple of years ago where we're blasting Ryan and Matt. <laughs> Once again, I the mean, more things change, the more like, they stay the same. It's like Yogi, deja vu all over again. <laughs> Marvelous. Thank you. On location, Central Illinois. I appreciate you breaking down. Even though it's been frustrating the first two weeks, it's always fun to talk NFL and to talk Chicago Bears football. Can't wait to talk to you next week with more stuff. And of course, make sure you guys are following us all over the universe. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. Check us out on YouTube at the Sports Cubicle and just search us everywhere else at Sports from the Couch. Of course, check out the SoundCloud. Give us a like, share us, download us at the WCPT 820 SoundCloud. Shout out to our amazing friends over at Sheets and Giggles. Marvelous. They're going to keep us comfortable and make sure that we have a nice sleep with the eucalyptus, right? Oh, yeah. That helps me when I'm on the road, you know. <laughs> Especially after a horrible Bears loss. Just use the promo code, the Sports Cubicle Sports from the Couch, for 15% off your next order. And, of course, thank you for all the support over at LuchaDog.shop. Keep up to date. Check out the merch. We appreciate you guys over there as well. The Bears fall to 0-2 and fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-17. to and oh, let the manic overreaction, <laughs> depression-filled Monday come to us in full. For the marvelous one, Dan Marver, I'm Mike Mercado. We got more coming up next here on the Sports Cubicle on WCPT 820 AM.